And welcome to another episode of Raising the Bar here on RadioMaha.com. I'm your host, J.P. Scott, coming to you once again from a bar somewhere in the Omaha metro like I do every week. We're a sports and entertainment talk show, and this week we're going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, We're going to talk about something that may be entertainment to some people. It certainly was this past week, but uh, a lot of it centers around my guest today. I'm here at The Hive in the Old Market in Omaha, Nebraska. And my guest today is the owner, Mr. Jake Gardner. How you doing, Jake? Very good. Thanks for having me. All right. Um, you had kind of a rough week last week, uh, an eventful week. <laughs> to say the least. No, and, and on a more serious note, it was kind of a rough, uh, a rough week for you. I, I did see that um, in addition to all of the things that everybody knows about, uh, a friend of yours lost his son. Yeah, that's true. Um, we, had a, we had a tragedy in the, in the group that we consider friends but family, and mm-hmm. it's uh, – sad situation and it happened the same morning mm-hmm. and so uh as i was trying to to cull the chaos and keep everybody calm during the social media viral explosion and explain my positions and articulate what i was saying i was also dealing with a lot of uh, dramatic emotional things that were not expected that shouldn't happen to any any parent and right. so uh was a little distracted, and because of that, um, some of the comment threads got a little out of control, right. and I had no control of them. Now, those of you who don't know the other issue Jake's talking about, we're going to get into that a little bit. Basically, there was a comment he made on Facebook uh, regarding a policy at his establishment, and um, it caught fire. Uh, Tom Becca did two minutes on it. World Herald did a couple paragraphs. I'm going to give you about 45 minutes to talk about it tonight. Right. Just, we're going to go back great. and forth a little bit about a lot of different things. Um, one thing I, I wanted to start really at the beginning, and not the beginning of this issue that we ran into last week. I want to start at the beginning of you. Um, where are you from? Uh, where'd you go to school? How, how'd you end up here? So let's start okay. with where you're from. I'm from El Paso, Texas. I grew up on the border. It was, uh, it was exciting, to say the least, and uh, dramatic. I've, I've always had an edge of my life has always kind of felt like a movie, you know, from my roots in El Paso during the border wars to coming up here and and finding this wonderful place and then moving on to the Marine Corps and being in such a special time in the Marine Corps where the war on terror just started as I entered. So it was it was pure action the whole time. It was not that 19. 96 Marine Corps right, where everybody's hanging out. Somalia, I came maybe, in. I'm in the Air Force at the end of that. We're all just lounging. Mm-hmm. Stuff, yeah. Oh, right. The Marine Corps I went in in 2000 was a wonderful place. Right. My recruiter didn't lie for one second. It mm-hmm. was Bill Clinton's Marine Corps. You were taking ships to Spain, to row to Spain <laughs> and Italy and doing dog and pony shows with your tanks and going out drinking all night. And it was, it was an outstanding experience at first. And then September 11th happened and, mm-hmm. and the entire world changed, not only the military, but uh, it changed dramatically. And I was uh, fortunate enough to be on the front lines in a couple of civil wars in my time. Um, I was in the invasion of Iraq, you know, the Shiite-Sunni civil war, and the uh, Haitian revolution in 2004. I had to go down with uh, 98 other Marines mm-hmm. to try to cool that down and deal with deal with what was happening on that island so that anarchy didn't break out, which is exactly what happened. You right. know, you, could, you can't prevent that once a, 
Once something starts, you know, that's that's what I always find funny about people talking about how stressed everything is in America and how we're on the, the, the cusp of a civil war. It's like, I don't think you people have ever actually seen a civil war right. happening. Like, it takes, it's, it's we're a few steps away from, from that kind of dramatic revolution in the streets. Um, we're still protesting peacefully and voting our, our decisions into office. Um, seeing that, you know, to explain a little bit of who I am and where my priorities lie and and why I put this policy so far forward in my in my head and why it's such a big issue in my heart is that all these civil wars I've fought the, the most important thing is always the children it's mm -hmm. always the next generation mm -hmm. it's not the one that's killed each other at the point that you're trying to stop them right it's it's the children and it is here in America too and so as much as equal opportunity is wonderful I don't believe in it because I think children should always be at the top of mm -hmm. a pyramid now, of protection. Now, you keep mentioning children, and, and in some of the, your discussions, first of all, before we get too far into this, do you want to do you want to read the, what you wrote? Yeah, I sure can. So people know what we're talking about here. I sure can. Um, th this whole issue started, as I said, with a with a post that Jake made on Facebook. Um, he made it. I read it. I read it again. Um, there were parts that I kind of was like, okay, I could see. A little bit He's why somebody would mm -hmm. get mad, but for the most part, I didn't agree with a lot of uh, what people were saying about what you said in terms mm -hmm. of it being hateful or inciting violence. Um, uh, we're gonna okay. wait here for. for uh, if you start conversations, you're always the inciter of violence. It seems right. these days. Um, so here's the statement. Uh, it's quote: "Transgender rights do not supersede the rights of women and children." Uh, we'll just take a pause there from the rest of the statement and digest that a little bit. Right. I, yep. I stand behind it and feel okay. that that's true. If we were to use the uh, the frag or the, the the math from elementary school method of greater than less than, uh, in a world where everything is perfect and there's equal rights, transgender rights do not supersede the rights of anyone. Right. And anyone else's rights do not supersede those of transgender. Maybe I could have been more kind with my wording, but that's not who I am. I get your attention and I, I, I talk about what's what's relevant to me. And I usually do it in a in a positive way to push a concert here at the time or something. Absolutely, yeah. And so I have an attention getter sentence and then I have my thing I'm trying to talk about. Um, using that mentality may not have been the right thing to approach a social justice issue by any means, but I stand by that. I do not think that anyone's rights supersede each other's. I think that equal rights and equal access and, and opportunity and accommodation and things like that, I do not think that accommodation is segregation. So freedom, freedom versus equality. Yeah, totally. Well, you, you, you lean. I, I've always argued freedom versus equality. If you have total freedom, there's going to be inequality. Yeah. But if you have mandated equality, somebody's going to lose that freedom. Well, somebody's there's gonna always lose the freedom somewhere. This, this. This so current social justice fight that we have going on in the American system is, it, it, it leads to a lot of injustice. I know that, that everyone wants it to lead to justice, but it, it puts its thumb on the scale where it, it eventually leads to injustice for some group. Now, maybe it was a group that never felt injustice before, so they're pretty upset about it for the first time, mm -hmm. but it is still injustice. It's still an issue where the, it's not equality. I, do, I, I like that, a freedom instead of equality, but... 
I do believe in equal rights, and I think that everyone should be equal. Again, they no one's rights supersede each other's. Right. I could have said, I could have added two words on the end of that and said, because they're equal, or three words because they're equal, but I didn't. And right. that's, it is what it is. If you can't read through that, if you can't read through the first eight words of a post without losing your freaking mind and read the rest of it, that that's not something that I can control. In regard to those first eight words, one of the things that a lot of people that got mad on Facebook or, or tried to shout down your argument, they latched on to the, the fact that you used the word children, and you are the owner of a bar. And True. Children do not come in here. I thought it was funny, though, how they just took that one word, and they, they tried to make that the battle. Well, I think like, it's funny kids that nobody, don't even read, come in here. nobody mentioned the, the article that was linked to it about the woman who had been raped and had, had an actual opinion about this subject right. and would like to talk about it. I wanted to get more it. into that after, we'll, we'll after get, you yeah, read the rest we'll, of the statement. Um, I wanted to ask you why. So, again, uh, this wasn't true official policy. There was no official policy laid down. It said that I will secure the safety of women. Uh, so I pulled the children part out when I started talking about my businesses because right. I don't own a locker room. Right. But this is what we're, we should be talking about as a society is that these are locker room issues. These are, these are issues for people that can't quite protect themselves. My rant was about what I was reading. It was about a child being abused and a woman's opinions on transgender bathrooms and the slippery slope that it is. Right. Um, the slippery slope that it is as far as not discussing the loopholes at the back end of it. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll proceed. Quote, our bathrooms need to be safe for the majority of women and not coddle the feelings of the few. I'm not saying that trans folks are the danger, but what I do know is that predators will use anything they can to gain access to victims. This kind of unquestioned access is completely unsafe. <clears throat> My business remains committed to and stand by our position to ensure safety to women and not care whose feelings get hurt in the process of providing that safety, unquote. So I agree with that still, 100%. I, the, the minorities' feelings, and not minorities' feelings, but the minority group's feelings trumping a common-sense conversation is just ridiculous. We have to at least be able to debate this across the table in a civil way without a crazy comment thread from Facebook disturbing productive conversation. I, um, I stand by the part of that that unquestioned access is completely unsafe. I, I don't understand where there was a lot of miscommunication when it says here in the third line of the, of the thing, I'm not saying trans folks are a danger. But what I do know is predators will use anything they can to gain access to victims. And in one of our conversations, that, you, you shared five, I believe it was five links. I have, I have about a dozen. actual real instances where people pretended to be trans mm -hmm. in order to get into a, a restaurant. And not even dressed up and pretended. Just walked in, and right. when somebody approached them about it, threatened lawsuit, Right. threatened everything that they could come out of their mouth as far as you're not allowed to tell me that I'm not dressed to identify as a woman. Mm -hmm. I feel like a woman. I'm going to dress however I want. I don't have to shave today. I don't have to do any of the things mm -hmm. that makes the other people in the room feel comfortable. What I've never understood is people's reluctance to fill out a waiver slip. If you would like an exception, just just do the paperwork. They don't want an exception. No, they, they don't no. want... Well, it does, and it doesn't matter if we're talking about... Uh, transgender um, race uh, I have a friend who, who's always talking about Martin Luther King and, and his goal with his fight for equality was to let's just all be equal and not really 
care about our differences? Why, why does it matter? Now it's like, it's like the reverse is happening where you better notice my differences. Well, so, so, many, I, people's, I get that. so many people's identity is caught up in, in the differences, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many guys to talk about my experience in the Marine Corps and as a veteran since I've been up. There are so many guys whose, whose true identity is so attached to gun culture and the way of life of, of the Marine that they used to be right. and the, the conservative way of life that, that it defines them. And if the idea of going to the VA and seeking some, some help, some sanity help, and the idea of going on a list and losing their gun rights to take away their identity something that, that, that is so much who they are and ingrained as a part of them is, is unacceptable to them. They'll go the rest of their life without talking to anybody if they have to. Right. And so we've seen that culturally is that as opposed, and, but, and that's what founded this country, right? Like, but the problem is that we're seeing that, that a, a um, you know, this country was, was founded on the ideas of individualism. And this, this social justice warriors movement is the opposite of that. It's a collective act. It's a collective mentality where it's 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 the American Revolution compared to the French Revolution, right? Where where we came to America to for everyone to be who they are and be left alone, mm-hmm. a, a libertarian view. Mm-hmm. And the French Revolution was a collectivist view where if you got in the way of the system that we were trying to provide, you would get steamrolled over. Right. And that's what we're seeing here with the social justice movement. I can't even voice an opinion about safety of people in a bathroom without 10,000 shares across the world and 10,000 pieces of hate mail and boycotts and protesters well, in my business. I, you know, I, I got here tonight. And I'll put I'll put protests in quotes. I will put <laughs> because there was literally one. You you even warned me when we were discussing me coming down here to do the show. You said, "Hey, I think that's when <coughs> they're going to protest." They're being the opposition to what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get here there's one protester. And she's out there, and she's got her sign. And, mm-hmm. and you said you went out there, and you kind of made peace. You offered water. Yeah, I offered water. Sure I, I gave her my phone number. I told her to call me if um, when it was when she was done protesting, mm-hmm. so that we could chat about our disi- our divisiveness of, on these issues, and, mm-hmm. and maybe come to a middle ground. And she stayed there for a few hours and uh, had about five signs, five different signs. I didn't get to read them. We're not, I'm not going to get in that debate out there. Right. You know, I, I find that the only the only time where it's logical to debate with, which I don't have a platform for, so I don't ever do it. Mm-hmm. The only That's why this is so weird for me is because I put out one political post and it just goes crazy. Right. Now you're, you're thrust um, into a world political. that you don't it's even want to be might, in. It right. wasn't political. My agenda is not political. It's not yeah. a conservative idea. It's not a liberal idea. It's a, it's a freaking bathroom. I saw it, yeah. I saw it, it as a policy that the small business owner advertised on his own personal Facebook and nothing about it denied any. That was that was the other key thing. You didn't deny anybody no. anything. You said, "Look, these are the restrooms in my establishment. This is how you use them. This is how you're going to use them." You didn't violate. You know, you didn't do anything against like what the Civil Rights Act of 1964. You yeah. Say, hey, guess what? I, you can't come in here and use my restroom. No, I agree a million free. percent. I I am a strong believer in Martin Luther's American Dream. I I think that. Let's go back. That Martin Luther King's American Dream. Oh, I we're good. I think that I think that those things are the foundation of what America was built on. I think that in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, written all men are created equal, was a was a subtle way to put in there the new rules of the new world, so that Thomas Jefferson's children would have to fight that war. 
Right. I knew that he he knew that he could never get all the colonies to sign on to a union if he tried to make all these rules that they didn't agree with. But if he wrote it into the contract, somebody down the line was going to have to enforce it. Right. Right. So we're like, I am a huge constitutionalist, believer in the American dream, believer in Martin Luther King's American dream. I am not interested in getting bullied and called segregation, having having a transgender, gender neutral, unisex, whatever you'd like to call it, bathroom, mm -hmm. being called a, a move towards the, a, the era of segregation, comparing it to a white and black water fountain, yeah. is a crazy. I did see that. I, it's a I crazy laughed. idea to me that right. that we can't talk about this issue and come to common ground and that you can't interpret my intention because there are so many different words in that in that group of folks that that I have no idea like it's so hard to keep up and 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 be informed about some lifestyle that isn't one of your own I have a thousand other problems that are mine before this but all I wanted to do was really just keep everybody safe. In my post, what it said was the trans people are not the predators and they are not the problem. It says the predators are the predators and predators are the problem. And so I would assume that everyone would understand that what we're trying to accomplish here is safety and equality for everyone. Now, you can't just insert your ideas into people's heads. You have to guide them as much as you can. And I did a poor job of that. I, I posted a blunt post and it turned a lot of people off and some that got turned off had a vehicle to share it around mm -hmm. the world and they they used that what i consider that is putting your thumb on the scale okay. you know my community should have debated these issues it should not be my facebook should not be getting attacked by people in canada well, by people yeah, in I, california I, understand. I think that i think that our community should debate these issues and our city and our state should come up with things that fit our regional community needs and that we I'm a state. I'm a state-run guy. You yeah. know, I'm. I'm not into. Well, the feds haven't made a decision yet. They'll have to. Oh, this yeah. Is, this, this is, is gonna, going up the oh, chain as quick as. Well, you I see mean, it across the country in North Carolina, Mississippi. One thing that happened was that yeah. I posted this the day of the North Carolina thing, so I had a lot of fired-up people ready to find someone to fight mm -hmm. with, and as soon as I presented myself as a target, oh yeah, that's who I was. Yeah. Uh, we'll just finish this up. It's the last quote of the thing. This is where I really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and what, what happened here was that I didn't quite understand the movement, the words, the ideas of it. I thought transgender meant transitioning gender, right? Mm -hmm. like common sense tells me that when we use Latin and we use dictionaries and we put words together, that mm -hmm. they, they generally mean the same thing. That, that's, that's my worldview. That's my reality that I live in. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. So when what I was informed of this week, what I learned from reading and, and talking, was that uh, transgender has nothing to do with the transition. It has to do with the way that you identify and feel. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had in my head that there was this different world, that there was a world of cross gestures, and there was a world of people transitioning, and there was a world of people not interested in transition you know like just all these different worlds well, you don't know because it's not it's not the world that that i grew up in not or even that it, none of us did like yeah. it or not none of us did mm -hmm. it's it's just not widely known new. right um yeah I, no i get it it's we're we are all most of us are ignorant even the people who support this movement i would argue are ignorant well about if you watch the comment thread you would see them fall apart at the seams as supporters of the same cause mm -hmm. the supporters because they were using the wrong nouns and pronouns and words 
were starting to have a lot of infighting with each other until they would find a, a mutual target, which is probably one of my Marine friends that said something nasty that got everybody to gang up on him. And, you know, trolls are going to troll. There was a lot from each side. There was some good people trying to have some good conversations, and then there was some dipshits out there <laughs> refusing to allow that to happen and just trolling until they got a response from me or right. the Hive or somebody else. Um, and so this, this last part is the part where I really rubbed some people the wrong way, but it was because I... Uh, I thought that I thought the transgender meant you were on your way, right? You know, I'll tell you a quick a quick story of the way that you know they used to tell us this in the Marine Corps. Um, three frogs are sitting on a log, and one of them decides to jump. How many frogs are left? Two. No, there's three because decision is not action. Action is action. Uh. So, identifying as a woman to me. I, before I had a lot of different conversations and stuff okay. this week, but to me in my head, my definition was that if you were if you had decided to go on that path, that you had started to take some sort of action, whether it was the drugs, mm -hmm. the, the 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 surgeries, mm -hmm. whatever it was, there was a transition happening with the transgender, like right right. That was okay. just yeah. my definition. I and can so, understand that. And so my statement mm -hmm. was quote. The only way for a person who was born with a male appendage to use the women's restrooms or women's locker rooms should be to have the surgery to remove said appendage, change the birth certificate, and then the state ID will be changed to reflect that and be honored. For me, it's a pretty reasonable ask. But for somebody who's looking to cut their, their, right. their appendage off, probably not that reasonable. Right. Probably a $50,000 surgery since I, I found out this week. Probably hundreds of dollars in paperwork change. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I get that was a big ask. I get that that part was very insensitive. Mm -hmm. And it was a personal view on, I, I, I took it from the predator, you know, I, I, I said it wasn't about the trans, and then all of a sudden you it was about it, the trans. You made it about the trans. And right. so I see how it's a contradictory post, and I see how it stirred a lot of upset feelings and how there's a lot of arguments happening about it. I mean, I... I take responsibility for any negativity that came out of it, but I definitely disavow it. I don't think that it's healthy. I don't think it's a way for us as a community to come up with a solution by any means. Okay. Well, I can appreciate this. Um, we are raising the bar on RadioOmaha.com. Uh, you can listen to RadioOmaha.com, obviously, on the website. You can also find uh, us. We have an app in the App Store and on Google Play. Uh, download the app. Listen to us. we got a lot of great music and a lot of great talk just like you're listening now um, and you can listen to Raising the Bar on iTunes, SoundCloud and you know check out our Facebook page too, Raising the Bar with J.P. Scott had to do a little plug in there, I was you know roughly in the middle, gotta pay them bills oh, we, we have no bills, no, okay. no, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> nobody's giving us money and we are paying nobody, because <laughs> we can get a lot of, uh, got it. we can start to have to pay for that um, so I, in following the comments on the thread I saw a lot of different people um, stepping up and supporting you, and there was one story, and I didn't get all the details, but a friend who had served with you in the Marines had talked about an incident when you were in the Marine Corps, and somebody had came out, and, uh, yes. and, and they were taking a lot of shit, as they probably would, yep. and, uh, and you were one of the first people to step up and uh, say, knock it off. Yeah, you, you know, the don't ask, don't tell time in the Marine was tricky. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure, I, so I was in the Marines during the 
repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell and the, the Freedom Act. When were came. you in, by the way? Uh, I was in 2000 to the very, very beginning of 2005. So okay, and then I extended my contract about 30 days to finish up some so stuff. So you moved to Omaha first and then enlisted out of here? Uh, yeah, I moved here when I was about 12, okay. 13, like 7th grade. Right, so and you then, finished uh, high school here and everything? Mm-hmm, went to Millard West. Oh, okay. Finished high school out there. It was a dramatic change from uh, a school where I was one of three white kids to a school where it was all white kids. It was all white kids, right. I was just like, where did you bring me, Dad? Like, these kids don't even speak Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was was a great transition. I I love this community. I love this town. I I love what it stands for. I think that the, the idea is here where we're allowed to open debate things and that the city council listens and that the people that participate in democracy here listen like we've seen it we've seen it through this election process we've mm-hmm. seen it we saw it during the caucus, during the democratic caucuses we saw we saw we see a lot of democracy and social justice in action and as long as you're not talking to the wrong social justice warrior that that is misinformed and completely trying to shut you down with mm-hmm. a couple of words like phobia and racism right. um, then you you have a, a I'm, I'm very proud of the system I fought for. Okay. So, sorry, we got off on a tangent. We so did. Back, uh, to the, back to the Marines. Came from, yep, yep. so the, the Marines, so uh, my friend, uh, he was my roommate, actually. Okay. And he um, he came out, and there was more backlash than there would be for, I think, anyone else. He was the biggest ladies' man I've ever met. He, wow. he was like Frank Sinatra embodied. Like, he was this little Italian mobster connected strip club connected new jersey guy that was just the smoothest ladies man you ever met and he just turned out to be the exact opposite of what he said like i would have to go out in the hallway and like wait and play the remember remember in 2000 the snake game on the cell phone I little yeah. snake game where you no, just... No, I didn't even have one yet. I didn't have <laughs> I would have to like occupy myself for hours and hours while he was in our room with, with women. And then he came out, and there was just this stand against him. There was people in our in our company calling him out in public, and it, it was just... It was really hard on him, and uh, he... He got so so bad that he his drinking led to DUIs and cocaine use, and he ended up in the brig and dishonorable discharged. And you know, I went up to New York and, and tried to put him on his feet and and get everything going as well as I could. And I did everything I could. I was, you know, it's just one guy though. It's hard to it's hard to kind of stir that kind of compassion in the Marine Corps when. There's such bigger problems. These guys have their own problems. They don't care to listen, right. to argue, to debate about sexuality. They're just ready to move on with their lives. This guy they thought they could share a sleeping bag with for warmth, and now they don't trust. It's mm-hmm. it's an issue, you know, and uh, I'm sure they're sorting through it a lot now. It's better now. I'm sure. Um, some of the and, – and those who don't know, I'm, I'm actually active duty in the military. Um, and it is better, it, and it's almost – it's almost too much – you know we're we're doing what we're supposed to do, um, but it's to the point now where yeah it's what you see in society ha- is now crossing over the military and see and we can't have we can't have a, a Maxim magazine in the restroom anymore. You can't have ladies can't have Cosmopolitan. I mean, 
there's all of that going on and it used to be like don't ask don't tell now don't even don't ask don't tell if you're straight you mm. can't come in here and talk about what you did the other night mm. and it, it, they're laying it down and yep. maybe that's just where i work because i work in the air force environment in a very white collar atmosphere yeah so maybe it's not like that but i have served in joint joint environments and from what I've seen, it is like that. I've served in hostile areas, in the, Mar- in the Marines of all of them. If you had to rank your PC services, I'd go Air Force One, Marines too. Really? And the Army, Navy. The Navy's way down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Navy's still the Navy, man. Well, they're on a ship. There's, right. What are you right. going to do? You're not going to get on Facebook right. and talk about your but, abusive yeah. sergeant or whatever. But it is. It, it's, it is coming into the Air Force and in uh, and, and the military in general, and um, it, it can be a good thing. But as you said, we have jobs to do as well. And it can't be our total focus. Yeah. And it's not. Politics should never be the soldiers. Like, the soldier should never have to concern himself. I mean, if he wants to be political and and study that stuff in his off time and concern himself. But the soldier should always be non-biased and just in support of the Constitution and the oath that he took. And so the idea that a soldier would have to live inside this experimental world Mm -hmm. is, is very... It's a dangerous one. I don't think that society's issues should translate over to the military. I think that there's got to be a separation. There, there is a separation, right? I tell, I right. tell people that want to vote for socialism. I mean, that's fine if that's who you are and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you'd really like to see how it is, feel free to put eyes on or join the military because mm-hmm. democracy has been suspended mm-hmm. and so is capitalism. So if you'd really like to see what it looks like, yeah. if you'd really like to see what government-run health care looks like, go to the VA. Yeah. It looks like a homeless shelter. I, so, I have my entire family on the form of TRICARE where we're allowed to go and pick who we want to how see. How wonderful is that? Yeah, we, and I pay money. I pay for it, but I'm telling you right now, and no, no disrespect to the free medical that the military provides, but it's night and day. I have to go. Active members have to go because they have to keep track of our records. Mm-hmm. But if my wife has something and she needs an appointment the next day, she can't call and have them say oh, our next appointment's in three weeks. So, you know, I, I, I switched it up. I just did a three-week phone call the other right, day. Right. I thought I had a hernia. It turned out to be just a torn little muscle that yeah. worked itself out, but so, three weeks. But you're right, and, and that, but that is, that, is the, that is the world of socialism. Um, it's a world where a guy who hands out basketballs at the gym makes the same amount of money as a guy kicking indoors in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not even the world of socialism as much as the world of letting the government run anything. Right. They are not good at anything besides well, they're, they're law. They're good at putting money in my bank account they're, on the first and 15th, and I, and I thank no, them for they're it. Good, they're good, at, they're good at, at fabricating law, interpreting law, mm-hmm. and enforcing law. Right. That is what the government is for. The government is not here to provide education mm-hmm. or health care, regardless of what Donald Trump says. It is, here to, it is here to write law, enforce law, and interpret law. And that's it for me, for me, personally. Now, I think that when you start letting the government put its hands in the free market, outside of national security, um, you, you really run. And look at what happens when the government handles national security. You know, eight, $800 for a toilet. Like, the, these right. things, these, things are, yeah. these waste and, and, and misappropriations are, they happen when things get too big. Mm-hmm. And the government is the definition of things getting very big it, it takes the hand out of the, it takes the, the control out of the state and puts it in the fed and and anyway we're digressing no uh. that's okay um <laughs> you know what 
this, this the show we do, uh, we do it live from a bar. Well, not live. It's recorded. But we do it in a bar, and it's raw. Mm-hmm. And, and earlier, you wanted me to go back and edit over something. Um, if it's all the same with you, I'm not, do what I'm you not want. going to. I uh, didn't stumble. I mean, I only right. stumbled. I didn't misspeak. Right. It's the, right. And, and I just I like to run start to finish. And yeah, we're two, sure. guys, we're two guys in a bar just having a conversation. Okay. People can't people can't figure that out. You know, that's their problem. Um, we got some people leaving. Hey, guys. Take care. See you soon. Uh, tell us, you know, and it's a show at a bar, and I do it every week. Tell us a little bit about your bar. Tell us how the idea came about um, and what it is you're about here. Okay, so uh, the Hive is the bar that I always would have drank in. You know, I remember sitting, laying in the sand in Iraq with my head on a sandbag, looking up at the stars, thinking about how I wanted to build a bar. You know, what I was envisioning when I was building that bar in my mind in Iraq was, uh, remember, uh, McCormick's or Diggs or whatever, the volleyball bar? Yeah. You know, that's always what I wanted. A little reggae volleyball beach bar in the middle of Omaha, try to put people on vacation in the middle of January if I could, you know? And so um, the progression was I got my hands on this, uh, this building up on 19th and St. Mary's. It was a turnkey bar. I got it for like the cost of rent for the first month and three grand for all the equipment inside at an auction. And uh, it worked out really well. We decided that the the kind of bar I wanted to see was a local music, local art, local beers, just an experience that if you were traveling and you came to Omaha, this is what we have to offer. These are all our local beers. This is all our local music. You know, this is you're here for a week. You can catch jazz, blues, reggae, rock, you know, any anything that you could imagine in, in a seven day span up there. And I named it the Hive because I love the band 311 with all my heart. And uh, they have been a huge part of influencing me during my formative years, during my chaotic years in the Marine Corps, during my angry years after the Marine Corps and calming me down. They've been there in a calming way for me as a, as an outlet since I was 12 years old and I saw my first 311 show at the Ranch Bowl. And so, uh, you know, they, they, I reached out and asked if it would be okay if I branded after them. And, you know, the word, the hive doesn't really belong to anyone. So they, they didn't have much to say about go ahead and do your thing just be a good representative and until this controversy i i had been and i think that i still am i just think that it's unfortunate for them to get associated with a a movement that's being viewed as intolerant mm-hmm. when they're such a open tolerant oh, unity much, yeah. wonderful group of guys you know that 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 would that would never impose this kind of policy at one of their shows. You know, they would never support the idea of me taking a hard line with our brand. You know, they didn't invest here. They don't own here. But this part of the brand and tying myself to 311 belongs to them, and I feel that I should honor them with, with representing as well as I can, as closely as I can to their ideals and what the ideals I was kind of raised on their music as, you know. And so... Uh, we built, we built, and that was March 2011. Opened June 2011. Um, what time do you open every day? 
We used to open at 311. <laughs> now we open at 8, but we used to open at 311 every day and uh, do afternoon shows and night shows. And uh, we did music, live music five to seven times a week up there. You know, I would, I would get on Polestar and just find who was playing in in Chicago on Saturday and Denver on Wednesday and didn't have anything happening. I knew they were taking I-80 the and I cut them right. off and I, I had a duplex where I had one side of it for me and I filled the other side with a bunch of bunk beds. Mm -hmm. So it was like a squad bay and these guys got to just their whole band and management and their team that was traveling with them got to take over this house and kitchen cook for themselves, shower idea. up. It was great. And they kept a hundred percent of the door. I'd never, I never tried to crack any of these bands for anything, you know. All I wanted to do was provide mm -hmm. entertainment for the fan, for the customers that we had. You know, we're we're less of a venue and more of a bar with entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, we provide this entertainment, yet we don't really advertise it that much. We don't like. There's not like a pre-sold tickets. There's not a. There's not a this show's going on tonight feel. There's just a if you show up, there's a it's good more, show. It's an, it's an organic. Type yeah, of, it's like just, just show a, up. There'll be a good show. Right. I don't care if you like blues or jazz or bluegrass swing, like any anything that's high energy, positive and intense. Even you know we've been we've been uh, critiqued for not having a lot of hip hop shows here, and we, we do. We have a, a lot of conscious hip hop, but you know that very positive, that atmosphere, right. and uh, PCS Collective locally, and like uh, mm -hmm. a bunch of people who just spread positive message. You know, mm -hmm. you start your message starts waning into that negative atmosphere, that misogynist atmosphere, that that violent atmosphere. Then then we're just, we just can't hire and that, you. And that's Regardless, true with all music. It, it rock right. totally. The There's I've never had a angry metal band in here but right. what i have had is a positive metal band that's singing about the same thing that that same band is thinking about in their gym band stuff just with a little intensity and a different different right. melodic at, or you know chemistry so you so you have all genres in here all genres everything that you could imagine jazz blues reggae uh rock conscious hip-hop just mm -hmm. everything that you could that you could stuff into one atmosphere and we, we, you know, I took a lot of my took a lot of my steps of what I wanted this place to be from the Ranch Bowl. You know, I came home from the Marines and the Ranch Bowl was gone. And I yeah. like went to fight for, you know, American freedom and all the stuff I loved <laughs> when I was a kid. And then I came back and there was a Walmart. There's there. Walmart. There's I'm sure the Walmart provides right. a lot more jobs and makes a lot more money than Ranch Bowl ever did. But um, it was a heartbreaker for me. So that's what I built this place to, to provide those opportunities that I remember as a kid watching happen for these local guys and watching watching what 311 turned into when they had a weekly gig at Ranch Bowl, right. you know, and, and watching how that grew for them and hoping I could provide that for somebody else, somebody in the future, the next wave. You know, like when I, when I have bands here, my favorite thing for them to realize Oh, no, no, go ahead, keep going. <clears throat> when I have bands here, my favorite thing for them to realize is that this is what they want the most out of being a band. They want a fan that's so dedicated someday that he opens a business based on their entire music collection. It's a, you know? like it's a great it's, idea. It's an idea of your, if you fabricate a, a strong enough cult following for your message mm -hmm. that you can have businesses, bars, theme parks things will be built in your honor in your name if it's solid and positive enough and and that's what i really love getting across to these bands here is that i'm i'm that guy for 311 mm -hmm. but you can have that guy too 
Right. You just got to talk to your customer or talk to your audience and, and spread the right kind of message. Well, it's interesting that you model it after the Ranch Bowl. and every, you, were, you were inspired by the Ranch yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I met my wife at the Ranch Bowl. Really? And yeah, and every time we drive past that Walmart, I swear she sheds that one single tear down her face. Dude, I had a 311 tour yeah. one time where I loaded up a school bus, like three school buses out front when 311 played at like uh, Stir or something. Mm -hmm. And we had a pre-party here. We loaded everybody up, and we drove around to all their, number, all their first spots, like first concert, where they recorded their music. And then we rolled up to Walmart. And I'm on the megaphone, and I'm like, this is where 311 used to play every week. <laughs> Boo this place. And right three buses section. are booing Walmart at once. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting close to the end of our little conversation here. Um, when, I, when I came in, first of all, sign out the door tonight, you're, you're closed for remodeling. Mm -hmm. You're remodeling the bathrooms, yeah. which are the subject of this whole mess. Which are the subject of the whole mess. Um, can we... <laughs> I don't know if this is good radio or not, but can we can we talk about what's going on with your bathrooms here? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's what we've done is we've we expanded our bathrooms because we had run into a couple of problems. A couple of uh, we had we had both a transgender problem of a transgender woman and a cis woman running into each other and not seeing eye to eye on their on their lifestyles and their mm -hmm. views and getting in a fight in the bathroom. That mm -hmm. happens. Um, We've also had the, the the situation of two women running in, or two cis women running into each other in the bathroom and not agreeing on things because they're irritable about how long it took to get in and how small the room is. And so we decided we had to expand. There was no way to run a music venue with the bathrooms from the old fine dining Italian restaurant. Right. And so we started expansion. And when we got to a certain point, we realized that we were going to end up with three bathrooms and that... Uh, you know some professional codes and some OSHA things and some 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 uh, city labor codes and state labor codes say that you have to provide a uh, non-hostile workplace or a non, uh, not well you have to provide a non-hostile workplace. Mm -hmm. One of those things being a unisex locking bathroom for your employees to go in and feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. If one of your employees doesn't feel comfortable with a um, person, a, a transgender person, or anyone else using the bathroom as them. Now you have fabricated a uh, hostile work environment for someone and have not provided what you said you would. And so we decided that we would build the unisex bathroom with the safety of all in mind, mm -hmm. the safety of those who are transitioning, the safety of those who are identifying as something yet do not look e even close to, that aren't presenting, aren't dressed up as the part. We have. Uh, employees, we have disabled people, we have people that are just uncomfortable with other humans that, that are like in right. here because they were dragged in here by a bunch of friends, but given the opportunity, they would love to lock the door behind just go them. In the bathroom, lock so the door there's a bathroom for everyone, and, and our men's bathroom is uh, is there also, and and you know that the motivation was just to do better for those who had supported us all along, and provide more and provide equal safety for all, you know. Now you, you've, I'm sure you've seen in some of these discussions. Have you seen the picture of the the trans man that uh, people have used in North Carolina and saying, okay, now this guy has to use the woman's bathroom? Yeah. If, if this guy, if that guy walks into your bar right now, if he walks into your bar dressed the same way he was in that photo, mm -hmm. what bathroom is he using? Okay, in your, so in your bar. <coughs> um. Oh, we have we have people at the door. Get it. <laughs> um, so 
Uh, per Omaha code, I really don't have the right to tell people where to go. Okay. Um, so, I would encourage. I, I say the move here is a common sense encouragement. If you if you can provide, if you can provide all three options, and you have, mm-hmm. then everyone should do. What is the closest thing to common sense for them? Right. You know, I mean, and, and we as, all as know. They, what, as the other side likes to say, I'm just using the bathroom. Yeah. So if you're just using the bathroom. Get in, get out. Well, there shouldn't so be a problem, right? There's, there's a, there's an argument inside the comment thread, right? Where, where the idea of um, that, that transgender people are in such danger that they have to be protected in the way where they're allowed to go wherever they want on questions, mm-hmm. so that nobody notices a difference, mm-hmm. so that they don't have to be outed. Which I understand. That's one thing I did not understand last week that I'm growing to understand is that putting someone into a segregated bathroom of that nature is as forcing them to out themselves in public in front of at least a couple of people that watch them walk in there. Right. Okay. I get that now. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting on, but you know, I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just encourage those to use what they should or what, what they feel that they're entitled to what they should. I think that a lot of people given a gender fluid situation in their lifestyle would choose to use a unisex bathroom with no possible conflict Mm -hmm. right like all of these trans women run into conflict because it would take a blind person to not see that that there's something that's not quite Mm -hmm. working there there's adam's apples there's i mean if you're going to refuse to do any surgery and just identify there's going to be indicators for the rest of the world to see and you're going to run into those those conflicts and Mm so if I can provide you a, a conflict-free zone. Great. Now, if there's some trans women in the bathroom, and a cis women woman decides that she's not comfortable with that, as opposed to getting all them kicked out for harassment and having some like huge thing, that woman can now start using the universal right. bathroom that locks and she's safe right. in and she feels more comfortable. So to be clear, the universal bathroom is not for trans. No, it it's is a for gender everyone. neutral it's bathroom for whoever, for wants, whoever to wants to use it. Right. It's for the guy that, that is sketched out about being in bathrooms with anybody else. It's for the, the trans woman. It's for the trans man. It's for the cis woman. It's for... Uh, if we have a we had a uh, marathon down here for St. Patrick's Day, where there was a lot of children, we usually open at eight, so there's no children. Right. But if there is, there's a family bathroom now. It's a bathroom that a woman can take her son into, and there's no issue on on that level. Um, we're just trying to provide an option so that everybody can use it. But to answer your question, I know it's a long way around to uh, an answer. I, I, yeah, I don't. The dude with the beard, the the trans oh, yeah, yeah. man okay. with the beard saying that he would have to go in a female bathroom is uh is something that's obviously always going to raise red flags with people Mm -hmm. you know somebody with a beard goes into that restroom to prove a point or because it's mandatory in that state Mm -hmm. and those those issues are going to be raised with the women women in that bathroom that that don't think that a man should be in there now Mm -hmm. i don't know (laughs) i don't know where to where to draw any lines here i I, I'm trying my best to understand these these lifestyles and, and all these different gender identification factors and, and make it so that everybody's healthy and happy and not discriminated or alienated. But um, people are going to feel how they're going to feel. I can't tell anyone how to feel. 
So if they feel that it's segregation to be asked to use a bathroom that's more of a gender fluid bathroom, you know, you could call it, you know, down the street at the tavern, they started this. Uh, they're not doing genders on the bathroom doors anymore. They're just putting what's in there. So the, the men's room yeah, has I, a picture of a that. urinal and the women's room has a picture of a toilet. And, mm-hmm. Okay, do what you got to do. I, but you know, I, I, on, the, on that note, though, I, I had that conversation today with a woman in her mid-60s. And uh, I explained it to her. And, and she's cis. She had no – first of all, she did have a problem. She said, I don't know how much I like that because I personally want to be comfortable knowing when I walk into a bathroom, there's not a man in there. So I'm not sure that, you know, on the surface, and he means well, obviously, he or she. We all mean well. They all mean well. But they may be opening themselves up to other problems. Yes. In doing that. Of course. And so essentially that's what we've done here is provide an option for a safe alternative Mm -hmm. where if something happens – we literally did everything we could possibly do besides mandate and check IDs at the door, you know? Mm-hmm. Encouragement. People know what bathrooms to use. They know what their signs say. They know what they're, where they're supposed to go. And so if they, if they fabricate a misinterpretation for dramatic purposes, that's, that's not my fault. Um, if, there's, if there's some sort of attack on a woman or a trans woman for the miscommunications in the bathroom here, I, I just don't see it, right? So we were talking about a few minutes ago how everyone acts like the women, the cis women in this scenario are so evolved that they don't mind a man, a, a cis, a right, trans and that, woman and that's not the case. That's not the that's case. not at all. all the case. But they're, they're discounting the idea that we've evolved since boys don't cry. Right. right? They think that every man that sees a woman hike up her dress in the bathroom or a trans woman and take a piss in a urinal mm-hmm. is going to grab the closest brick and right. murder that person, right. which is the craziest thing ever. If we have all grown and evolved over the last 30 years, I would assume that it translates a lot. Now, we, we all know that 99% of sexual assaults is male, male on female. We know that it's not a lot of women on male doing that stuff. Right. And we know... We know these numbers. We've heard them in society for years. And I just don't see how the opportunity to grow isn't afforded to men, yet we're just all supposed to assume that every woman out there uh, is totally okay with this, this, right. this system that hasn't been defined yet. And I don't know if it's the right thing for these legislators to be passing these bills without – Talking to the people. The education. They need to be properly educated. They need to be properly educated. How many conservative city councilmen in Nebraska do you think have any idea what the hell we're talking about tonight? None. What, what, how many of them do you think know what cis means? You <laughs> know, it's like. A, it's a pretty small percentage. So, and it's nothing against them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a new world that we're living in. And we're all going to have to learn and debate and tighten the loopholes and make sure that everyone's safe, just like we have with everything else in this world. You can't tell me that Obamacare is a thousand and some pages of bills and laws, and we can't come up with two more than two sentences on this subject. You know? Jake, this has been awesome. Um, it's been 50 minutes. Uh, I feel like we could probably sit here and go five, hours. six hours. Well, we're going um, to. We're going to pour some we're... more scotch, and you can turn these mics off. <laughs> uh, we're going to shut it down now. I'm, I'm going to finish by asking you one question. 
and uh, and I want to see if you can answer it in one word. Okay. Who is welcome here at the Hive? Everyone. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for doing this. And uh, don't forget to listen on Radio Omaha. Thank you, everybody. Um, let's just keep learning. Everyone right. over 21. Sorry. Everyone over 21. <laughs> let's just keep learning from each other. And uh, let's just keep being good to each other and respecting everyone's opinions. Thank you.